mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The podcast is called Pearlmania 500. It involves a wife named Mrs. Pearlmania. That's me. A husband named Mr. Pearlmania. You. They sit across from each other on microphones. Yep. And then they both... Research something. Maybe. Maybe. Sometimes. Hopefully. Sometimes it's just off the top of their head. Yeah, sometimes they're just sitting there looking at their iPad and suddenly they've lost three hours and they just like, I need to tell you everything that just happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they just start clicking on hyperlinks and they're like, come back and they have a board with strings tied to each other and like, it's all tied together, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's what this podcast is. Yeah. We're desperately trying to figure out a way how to sum up this podcast in two sentences. <laughs> I wish we could do an yeah. elevator pitch of this we, podcast. It's so difficult. But here's what we know. Yeah. It's Sunday. Yep. Which means you're probably listening to this on Monday. Yep. Which means you're trying to get through the work week, which means it's time for Pearlmania 500. Thank you so much to His Name Was Dusk. His Name Was Dusk, as you know, uh, has done all of our theme music. And yeah. he has his new album is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, some new tracks. Yeah, they're on his Instagram. They're on his Instagram. And we have a link to his website down the, sh- the bottom of the show notes. Nice. So we like to plug that at the top just to show people, you know, that we could do plugs. We can do that. And then maybe if you have a brand out there that you want to push <laughs> that doesn't rhyme with Schmetter Phelps. <laughs> Someday. But, but does rhyme with 
Shoe blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. If if shoe blue. Wait, blue. No. Let's <laughs> see what I did. Yeah. I, uh, I see exactly what you did. Yeah. You know what? We are actually working on that. <laughs> I know. We're gonna get it. It's going to happen. I want. I want to be up here. Be like, listen, my dick didn't work. <laughs> it's false. I have a baby in the room. Stop ruining it. <laughs> Stop. I'm oh, sorry. All right. Yeah. We, we get enough cease and desist letters as it is. <laughs> oh God. Like block our. We gotta block these emails. <laughs> I know. Anyway, uh, we're here. It's another episode. Yeah. Uh, it's another week. Mm-hmm. Um, we just ate a huge brunch. Just a huge homemade brunch. Yeah, I made pancakes. Gluten bacon, free. Gluten free pancakes. Yeah. Scrambly cheesy eggs. Yep, yep. Big old thick cut bacon. Yep, yep. Uh, I had a green tea. A wonderful. White, uh, yeah. And, and I had a big had, iced coffee. You had a big iced coffee. <laughs> I'm hype. Yeah, and the baby had a big bottle. Yep. And now here we are. Yeah, and I had the baby strapped to me, and you made fun of me because I put a napkin over his head so he didn't get pancake syrup on his head. <laughs> it was an elite move. There was a moment. I was telling you while we were sitting at the table. I'm like, we've gone from like the... All right, wait, how's his head positioned? Like, we want to make sure. And now we're just like, I, I can see a nostril. We're fine. <laughs> like, I see a nostril. We're fine. I was like, listen, it was we a, just don't want to get pancakes there. It was a thin said. paper napkin. <laughs> it was opened completely up. It was a was one ply. Safe. It was just to keep the syrup that she literally dropped so much of on that napkin. <laughs> we're both exhausted still. <laughs> we are chaos monsters yeah. as we speak. Yeah. yeah. But we have a really great episode this week. Yeah. And I'm super excited to play it. Oh, heck uh, yeah. But before we get to that All right. we have to do our usual hey huh? let's meet our team leaders now uh before we get into the team leaders this week mm-hmm. i do want to make a quick little side announcement here yeah. which is you and i have been discussing it because we have some changes that are coming to oh, the show because season two is going to be starting it's gonna be lit it's going to be starting very soon uh at the beginning of march mm-hmm. when that happens mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna be making some changes to the Patreon. Yep. So if you're good ones, very, positive ones. very good positive changes. Yep. Right. So right now, uh, the three dollar tier. Yeah. Is you know you pay three bucks, you get access to the ad free shows, and you get this shout out that everyone you're about to hear is about to get. Uh, that tier is going to be grandfathered away. All right. The cheapest tier. The best value. Okay. The best value Come on. tier. Come on. The basic plan. Yeah, the basic plan. Is being Netflixed. Yeah. We are Netflixing the basic plan. Oh, God. So uh, if you want to get that tier and help us get towards me reading book two of the- A Court of Thorn and Roses. Yeah, if you want book two, which is the even sexier one, which involves soup. Okay, we don't know why. We're getting closer and closer. Does it involve soup or does it involve a soup can? I don't know. We don't know. Hmm. But we need and about. We're never gonna find out. We need about two hundred <laughs> no, <just> more. <laughs> we need about two hundred more Pearl Maniacs to sign up for the Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com/slash Pearl Maniacs. So yeah, basically, uh, in March when we are going live and rolling out some new fun stuff. Yep. For season two, we're not gonna have the three dollar tier anymore. Yep. But if you already sign up for it within the next few weeks. You, you, you're grandfathered in. You're grandfathered yeah. in. As long as as long as you you keep active in that tier, you will keep that tier. Yeah. So if you've been a long time listener, and you are already in the three dollar tier, you're fine. You're safe. Yeah. But for if you're like I'm thinking about it, yeah. If, this is called urgency. We're yeah. building urgency. <laughs> all right. We're, grifters do it all the time. Yeah. We've learned a lot from these people yeah. over the last I've few been months. Studying these grifters, and I've got ideas. Yeah. You <laughs> thought Mrs. P was teaching you about grifters? No, I was we were learning. You thought Mr. P was learning and about cults. And I have cults. a PowerPoint I want to sell you yeah. about how to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so with that, let's go ahead and say hi to these new uh, Hey Huns and team leaders. Yeah. Uh, up first, we have Magnus Centauri. Yo, Hey Hun. After that, we have Weak to Fire. Hey, hon. That one feels sexual. That feels spe- specific. That feels very sexual. I wish I sexual. knew what that was about. Weak to fire. Oh. No, it's about the Martian Manhunter. Oh. From DC Comics. I don't know what you're talking about. His one weakness is fire. And it's like, yeah, a lot of things, weakness is fire. Martian Manhunter. Oh. Like that fire is his kryptonite. Okay, fire is like everything's kryptonite. I know. It's it's like being weak to bullets. Anyway, <laughs> after, after that, we have Hungry Hobbit. Facts, potatoes, breakfast, <laughs> second breakfast, lunch, second lunch, dinner, second dinner, dessert. After that, we have... Before bedtime snack potato. After that, we have Jay Tolbert. Hey, Jay. Hey, Jay. How are you? I almost said Talbert like so many times. Talbot. I kept rereading it. Oh. Tolbert. Thank you, Jay, for being a team leader. And finally, Mrs. P, are you ready? Yeah. We have. This is honestly, this is this brings me back to my AOL Instant Messenger. Oh days. snap. This one just came in literally as I hit record. Okay. Uh so their timing is perfect. Perfect. Uh but I feel very much this is very 2003 for a name. Okay. Hot Goth 420. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. Hot Goth 420. Hey hun. Hey hun. I'm gonna AIM you later. Oh uh, wow. I better be in your top five of that MySpace page. It was top eight. No, but I want to be in the f- top five. You want to be in the top five, but it was yeah. top eight. No, no, the bottom people of the top eight are still. But if you use micro, if you use MySpace enough, yeah, you could go up to a top thirty-two. That's too many. It's no longer selective then. Okay, well, I mean, my top seven was all just Dane Cook and all the Dane Cook alt. <laughs> Anyway, with that, we have a really great episode today. Okay. Uh, We have a very good friend of mine named Satoyo. He's incredible. Uh, He's an amazing comedian. We are going to link to his album. Yeah. Uh, It is so funny. It's an amazing album that we were there live to see for his comedy album that was a live recording at Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia. Uh, Satoyo and I have known each other for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He is one of uh, my best friends. Yeah. Uh, He is typically the person I am texting or screaming to when Mrs. P has had enough. Yeah. I turn to him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, his episode, we had, you know, a bunch of people on, uh, for this whole series, uh, that we were recording and it was always amazing to see how people use their notes. Yeah. He only looked at his note once because all of this was off the top of his head because this is a topic that he is obsessed with. Passionate. Very passionate Passionate. about. And we might have him back if we have a big enough response to this one. We'll have him back to talk more about other famous boxing fights that he was in for. Yeah. Uh, but this one, even if you're not a boxing fan, Yo, there's listen. so much history and there's so much other things that are around this. Yeah. This is basically like watching one of those ESPN 30 for 30s. Yeah, but exactly. And it, except so much better and yeah. so much funnier. It's so funny. Uh, so Mrs. P, before we go ahead and kick to the past us, yeah. anything else you want to say? Uh, No, I'm just uh, having a good time, jacked up on coffee and bacon. And yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to re-listen to this episode because it was so funny. It's a, it's such a good and it was episode. so interesting because like I'm I don't know a lot about boxing, yeah, like, really. And so all of his knowledge was so like so detailed for someone that only looked at his phone once. Yes, it was incredible. Yeah, the the and and how it all crosses together. So yeah. without further ado, we're going to link to Satoyo's all of his socials and everything down obviously in the hyperlinks in the show notes, all mm-hmm. those different things. That guys, thank you so much for continuing to be Patreons, continuing to list be listeners, continuing to like, subscribe, comment, and review on iTunes, Spotify, and all those other places. We really, really do appreciate you, and we're going to keep this intro short so we can go. Right back to the past. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Pearlmania, Pearlmania. Five hundred, and we're back. We're here. We're here in the past. You just heard us in the future, and we got a guest. We have a guest, a bon- special guest. We do have a special guest. The he, most special. The most special. He is a former co-host of a podcast I used to do, mm-hmm. uh, and now he's here. Yep, sitting next to the co-host of the podcast I do now. Yep. Uh, let's see. But hear we're it. not enemies. You're not we're enemies. Best no, we're best it's, friends. It's it's crazy how aligned <laughs> you two are. Uh, we have Satoyo here in the studio. Hey, hey. let's go. Yes. Yes. It is me. Yes, yeah, Satoyo. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for making the drive out. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you still decided to come on the show. Yeah, man. Seeing as I abandoned you. You okay. did. You you left wow. me for a white woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I processed it. Yeah. yeah. I've I've been in therapy a long time yeah. now. So realistically, and honestly, for being honest here Mm -hmm. generally that's how it goes (laughs) in friendships isn't it you leave your friend you leave the comfort of a city for a for a white woman but more often than not these white women are not particularly good and they do not have lips (laughs) yeah in this case mrs pearlmania is a fantastic i'm one of the best white women and and she's got puerto ricans in her family white women yeah Yeah. yep there is a lot of a lot a lot just happened on this episode already (laughs) yeah uh yeah no it's you know we should go ahead and cover this though really fast Mm -hmm. so toy and i used to have a podcast together where we talked about all sorts of different stuff Mm -hmm. uh and then my fame took off so i abandoned you immediately you left me immediately yeah, very that's, quickly. That's what that's what you know. That's the story. He left the man who kept him in comedy. I kept yeah. him comedy adjacent. I, yeah. yeah, for sure. And then, and then he blew up. Yeah, became a big deal. And like history shows us, he was like, <laughs> "I am too good for you. I jettison you immediately. Uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I will jettison you." And then yep. you know, and now I'm, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> this is him trying to re- reestablish the relationship. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we're God. building bridges. We're building bridges. Listen, listen. Hey, how about this? I'm going to do you a favor right yeah. now. All right, yeah. let's pay you an exposure. Okay, where can people find? <laughs> Where can people find you online? You guys can find me online on all social media platforms at Satoyo1. That is S-E-T-O-I-Y-O-1. I also have a comedy album that dropped called The Foreigner that is available on Amazon, Spotify, 
Apple Music. I recorded it at the legendary Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia, uh, and it's a fantastic album. So it's yeah. so good. It's very good. It's we very saw fun. we were there for the live recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can hear me cackling. Yep. I also have it uh, randomly. Some specific like pulled uh, jokes randomly in some of my playlists. Yes. Yeah. So there's times where I'm driving home late at night and I have a playlist on, and suddenly you just start talking at <laughs> it, and it freaks me out every time. I have. Uh, there's an ex That's... of there's an ex of mine, and we're still friendly yeah and she will oftentimes like screenshot like aging in the club like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, and she's like you're everywhere i Yo, can never that's get the away one, from you that's the one too because when i plug my phone into my car yeah. it'll do the random shuffle and yeah. just start playing something yeah. and it's usually in alphabetical order so it's like i think it's like the the 10th on there on the, yeah, yeah so it'll yeah. go down all these different songs like acadian driftwood by the band and a bunch yeah. of different stuff and then suddenly it's just like aging in the club yeah it's a toy out <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah but yeah. honestly uh please uh if you could purchase that or stream that i would yeah. greatly yeah, appreciate it it's because, worth it it's so funny yes and yeah. i am on a major record label which means that i am not being paid yep. appropriately for, the, for not the at work. all I'm not at all not at all think, <laughs> think think how diddy did his people in the 90s yeah yeah huh? that gives you any the way he did really Tupac, good music the way, videos yes, the way he did <laughs> really Tupac. good music yes videos? really good music videos yeah. and potentially murder uh the murder yeah <laughs> murder. yeah you can hit that allegedly button allegedly. <laughs> um so yeah so uh uh, just so the listeners know, we are recording this on October 14th. Uh, this episode is probably coming out sometime in late January, early February. Mm-hmm. I just want to make a note of that uh, before we start recording because we might make references to things that are going to sound old hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are recording this ahead of time because of the oncoming of And also because baby. new crazy things happen every day. Who knows what future you'll listen to. Yeah, yeah. We could be, they could be listening to this in January 2024. That's very and Flying cars. We've gone back to vinyl Utopia. because the internet doesn't exist yep. anymore. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, we all work for Walmart now. Yeah, we have to. Uh, Trump you're you're not going to be a greeter. They're not going to let you. They'll, do no, that. there's absolutely no, no. way. They'll I let don't me. know where they're going to put you. Honestly, at Walmart. more likely that I'm Speaker of the House. Yes, yeah, yeah, House of yeah. Representatives yep. at this okay. point. Yep. Um, but okay, with that. <laughs> Satoyo, mm-hmm. you have a topic for us. Yes. You've done some research on. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you are going to come here and you are going to lord dump yes. all over this married couple. Yes. Yeah. Seems very heated when we say it that way to you. It, I mean, and I and keep in mind the optics. It's... I am a black man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's like, but a lord oh, over this married couple. Oh, I know no. some of y'all be watching them type movies. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Don't, yeah. That's not what's happening. And I've been at bars where where people have been to come up to you yes. and ask that, and I'm yes. like, "This is the weirdest shit in it's the world." Very strange. It's fucking odd. It's, but anyway, yeah. But let's not. This is sounding too much like them boys. Yes, okay. our old podcast. <laughs> let's let's talk about your topic and what is your topic this week? My topic is, I'm, I'm okay. My topic is Muhammad Ali versus Sonny Liston in mm-hmm. 1964. And the Civil Rights Act basically was passed in 1964, and the impact that it had or did not have on these individuals in question. Okay, uh, but it's one of those things where I'm going to get us to 1964. Love that. And yeah. I'm only and I, once we get to 1964, I'm gonna stop. Okay, I may give some other stuff like that, but I'm gonna just get us to 1964 because a lot of this stuff that happened prior mm-hmm. makes that particular fight incredibly interesting because I think a lot of people have a perception of Muhammad Ali that is woefully incorrect for the time period. Hmm. Gotcha. All right. So where do you want to start? Okay. So I want to start with the idea of the world heavyweight champion of boxing. All right. So I, within the context of America, we have to remember that 
we are we're human beings so we are a we're tribal we are inherently violent and we love activities that result in someone being maimed like that's our thing <laughs> yeah we really get off on that yeah. right? and we call it sport and we call yeah. it sport when yeah, it's yeah. literally it's like it's violence yeah, yeah. It's no just, i mean wish, listen yeah. nobody I watched wish we had a sound on the sound deck that was like a, a bald eagle calling for that exact <laughs> yeah. moment no that would what be americans love call <laughs> violence <laughs> well i mean let's face it nobody watches hockey for the pucks no you know what i mean no. We want like, them fights. Honestly, if you go and you watch any, if you go in and watch sports clips, mm-hmm. it's always the fights are always higher. It's like, yeah, we won the championship. That'll mm-hmm. be a big one for the city that won the championship. But listen, if I'm watching baseball and those benches clear, uh-huh. oh boy, I'm in it. Yes, that's, that's my that, time. Yeah, and again, that's the thing that gets the most coverage. Um, yeah. you know, in a sports cycle. So, so when you look at the 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 sport of boxing, there was a time. When literally the most popular sports in America were boxing and baseball. That was mm-hmm. kind of it. Yeah. And to be the heavyweight champion of the world up until about the maybe the mid 90s meant that you were the toughest son bitch walking the face of the earth full stop. You, it, it, was, it was the only person above you was like the president. Like yeah. It was a big deal to be the heavyweight boxing champion of the world, right? So starting with boxing, and boxing also was at the time, and still is, but at the time, it, aside from baseball, the only draw. Yeah. Like it was the only place where athletes and promoters can make Boku bucks. And and real quick, it also was good radio. Yes. Boxing yes. translates to radio, and yes. that's very important when we're talking about the 60s, because while people did have TVs, not everybody had uh-huh. a TV. Mm-hmm. There weren't as many channels. Yep. And with the radio, you could put it on. You'd hear the announcer, Ali swings to Frazier. Frazier swings back. Yes. Oh, they're ducking. They're against the rubs. They're gonna, and you could also do that white guy voice. Yes. The yeah, guy, yeah. He's like, coming in quick. He's got him on the corner. He's hitting him with a flurry, a barrage of punches. He's floating like a butterfly. He stings like a bee. Yeah. yeah you, you can. There's a way. It's the same way with baseball, dude. Baseball yes. is very radio. But there's times where I listen to football on the radio. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this doesn't translate as well. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes the announcers don't want to tell you the other team scored. No, they don't. And I'll be like, did they? And then it's like 20 minutes later, like, by the way, they're up three. You're like, yeah. what? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Sorry. So so you you have these figures that became larger than life figures. Um, and also because of that time period and the time period prior to that, we're a very racist society uh, as a whole, but especially back then. So when you had a world heavyweight champion, that world heavyweight champion had to, like, that was, like, the guy. Not only the guy, but the guy for the people. So, like, James Jeffries is a white dude, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, James Braddock, another white guy, but he's, like, a poor white guy. So, like, a lot of the poor people really, like, the Cinderella Man was a movie made about this guy because he shouldn't have been world heavyweight champion at one point. Uh, But then you also have, you know, the legendary... Jack Johnson, yep. who was the first recognized black heavyweight champion. Uh, and he who was got the first. Charged, charged on the Man Act exactly. a lot. Yeah, he, a lot. He really <laughs> did. And he was first black world's heavyweight champion. So imagine for that time period, the early 1900s, the toughest man in the world is a black dude. Yep. And I'm going to tell you, it didn't go over well. He was wildly unpopular. He fucked a lot of white women. He a did lot. not care. Oh, um, and, and, he was, and he was good at self-promotion. Yes, he was and he was good at flaunting it yes and it made people it so made, mad it was like like comically mad yes it made people like to the real real mad and and, and <laughs> it really did the other thing that you were mentioning in there though about the, the poverty side of it because yes. mrs p and i talk about this a lot about it's the same reason why in america the number one high school sport 
to go up. You've got well, yeah, I no, I, I am just I am I am in guffaw because mm-hmm. I literally told him this fact and he's now saying it like it's okay. Yeah, well I'm saying we um, talked about it. You no, brought yeah, we it up. Talking, you go ahead and say it. We were talking about um high school sports. Yes. Because where we are, they love football. Yeah. And high school football. But I was talking about how um through the the lens of poverty uh, actually, high school wrestling mm-hmm. is the most popular for low-income kids because it has a lower bar of entry. You yes. only need to buy the singlet and yep. maybe a helmet uh, thing, and then you, you that's it. Because of football, soccer, baseball, there's such a high level of cost with mm-hmm. equipment and driving and touring. Like It's just so and expensive. And coaching and all those and different coaching. things. And so when you have... Um, high school kids that are in wrestling yeah. that's a way to get a scholarship yes. that's a way to do something that's not too expensive but you can still get that scholarship opportunity and so just growing up I always knew that like wrestling was the thing that the kids did yes. to get try to get a scholarship because they couldn't afford yeah. the other sports and boxing, and boxing also has yes. a low entry point very yeah. very low entry because yeah I mean you're literally you uh, need gloves and shoes you've yeah I, I will tell you this right now any boxer that comes from a life of privilege very few of them actually are ever good, right? Like gender, <laughs> because they they, they, they don't have the same <laughs> they don't have the same struggle. I mean, yeah. for like a point of reference, Chris Eubank, British boxer, Nigel Ben, British boxer, both world champions at middleweight. Uh, they have they both have sons. Both of their sons are boxers for and Chris Eubanks told his son I don't know why you want to do this you're not a hard man you didn't grow up hard no you don't have the skill set for this Chris Eubank is very good he'll never be world champion because no. he doesn't have that thing in him because also you get punched in you the face, punched in the <laughs> face. <laughs> you got to keep walking yes. it you already got money the, yes fact hungry listen, dogs want to eat yeah. right to quote JC Kelsey also like you when, ain't you, when you grow up in a certain way, yeah. you're getting punched in the, the face. face all the fucking time. Yes. Yeah. You're getting punched in the face by cheese that won't melt. You're getting punched in the face because your school clothes don't look like other kids' school clothes. You're getting literally punched in the face by other kids. Like You're getting punched in the face by being poor. Yeah. And so it makes it a little bit easier to handle yes. when you get into boxing. Exactly. And, like, and then, but if you grow up kind of wealthy you're like ow yeah. my feelings yeah. so a shut coach, up <laughs> a coach can take a coach can teach you how to take a punch yep they can't t- teach you how to process it yes, yes. We that all, comes yeah. from life yeah, we that comes from fucking it. life wait I don't have to get punched why on yeah. earth would I do uh-uh. this so yeah so generally you know the boxing historically has been the sport of the pores mm-hmm. so then you have this time of the Jack Johnsons and then of course we get through from Jack Johnson and then eventually a guy like a Jack, uh, Jack Dempsey mm-hmm. and you know uh, and then we get to, you know, Joe Lewis. And Joe Lewis is an interesting case because Joe Lewis was a black man. Uh, he held the world heavyweight title longer than anyone. And he was agreeable. He was a very <laughs> agreeable man. Yeah. He 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 beat up Max Schmeling and then he <laughs> that beat was the, the Nazi. He, yeah, the Nazi, Nazi. beat yeah. the German. And yeah. he was an agreeable black man. He served uh, in World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he did the thing and he was a very like Joe Lewis historically is a pretty beloved figure. Yeah. yeah. He was a very quiet, non assuming black guy who beat up everyone and caused no problems. <laughs> I he, just feel he, like I like I don't know if it's true, but in my mind he's just like he's very quiet. Yes. Like and when he's being polite, but then when he gets in that ring, he's like, I have so much he, rage. Yes. Just it, so well, much rage. And that's the thing about him that was so wild is is that he would beat on a man. He would beat a man, devastate them, and then afterward they would be like, oh man, like, how'd you feel out there? And Joe would be like, oh, well, you know, I got lucky tonight. You know, it was a good... (laughs) 
showing and it was Jesus. like joe you mopped the floor with the guy inside of three rounds he's like anything can happen in the boxing ring and i'm just happy that it went my way tonight and that was and it was a good like show joe, joe he no longer knows what his wife looks like <laughs> he's like yeah he forgot the color of his wife's eyes because you brained yeah. blows upon his head <laughs> and i wish him well <laughs> it reminded me of that key and peel where like the guy is like saying that god sent him oh yeah yeah the, the, the ones yeah, yes, 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 yeah, yeah the one guy's like i'll beat you up yeah. i'm a cute yes God has sent me to silence you. Yeah, yeah. When your I, mother watches yeah, you drink yeah, through a tube. Yeah. And he started to cry. Remember that? He's like, when like, well, you are paralyzed from like, no. And he had tears. I was like, this is But the Joe Lewis thing is, is again, we were, like I said before, we recorded this in October. Yeah. So the Phillies are in the playoffs right now. They just played against the yes. Atlanta Braves. Yes. And I know this is going to be, this is probably the most sporty our podcast has ever been. Sportscast. And, and for a lot of our like really like books people, they're not going to understand yeah. a lot of this. But I, we're just trying to get across the feelings. The Phillies played against the Atlanta Braves. Yes. And when that happened, one of the Atlanta Braves talked shit on one of the Phillies players. Yep. Phillies player's name is Bryce Harper. Yep. The guy who talked shit, his name is Arcia. Mm-hmm. Arcia went back to the locker room in front of reporters and said, boy Harper. Mm-hmm. Made a big deal about how Harper made a mistake in a game. Yep. Harper and the Phillies. Yep. Then broke this man. Yes. Yeah. They destroyed him yep. in ways that it would take too long to explain. He will never be the same. He'll never be the same. Good. And then afterwards, they're interviewing Bryce Harper on the side of the field, mm-hmm. and the reporter's trying to go to that yep. Harper. Yep. And they're like, Harper, you know, what do you think? You know, Arcia. And Harper just looks at me and goes, it's just a game. We're having fun out there. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, you fucking dead-eyed yes. shark. Yes. yes. It's just a game. We're having yep. fun out there. What... And then they go in the back, and Harper's uh-huh. literally caught on camera going, fuck Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I hate these motherfuckers. That's what, that's what, that's what killers Be, do. Yeah. Be, real so, polite up front. Yeah. But so, Joe, but Joe Lewis the same way. Yes. I can tell you, he knew. He also knew the structure of uh-huh. the time. Yes, he knew. He's like, they're not gonna let me keep beating up these white nope. guys if I get up there if, and show. Both. If I'm loud like like Jack Johnson was, mm-hmm. I'm gonna end up like Jack Johnson, mm-hmm. and I don't really need those problems in my life. Yep. And it got to a point where America as a whole, especially because an American beat up a Nazi that the people, the American population by and large, and of course black folk loved Joe Lewis the entire mm. time, but white folk were like, yeah, that's our guy. Yeah. yeah that's our, and that was a, that was a dramatic shift, right? Yeah. In the so, 1940s. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so Lewis is the champ for like, like 12 years. And then you get like an Ezra Charles and a Jersey Joe Walcott, all, you know, two other black fellas who are really, really good fighters. And, and people are, Largely okay with it. They're like, yeah, black guys fight. And it's like, it's a weird form of integration that happened because, yeah. because beforehand, and, and it was very hard for black fighters to get shots at the actual world's championship, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have a situation where Rocky Marciano happens. Rocky Marciano, Italian guy, and he starts. Who? Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> he beat up all the. Yeah. She got you at the right. Yeah. So Rocky, who? Yeah. <laughs> And so Marciano comes along, he's Italian, and he beats up all the black dudes. He mm-hmm. beats them all up. Yeah. And everybody loves it. And everyone's and like, we got to make so many yeah, movies about this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and they do. We should where, build a statue. Where can we put a statue? Yes. We should put it in front of the art museum because the way this, this Italian dude hits black guys is art. And, and he, so he, 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 uh, he comes, he gives, here's how, here's how magnanimous people found Marciano to be. Joe Lewis was down on his luck. He had some tax problems. He was really, really poor. He needed to come back and have a fight to make money to basically pay off his debt. Marciano Marciano did not want to fight this man at all because he knew Joe Lewis is old. He's mm-hmm. done. Uh-huh. He can't do it anymore. He had every right to say no. He said no. Joe said, I need the money. Yeah. And Marciano said, because I respect you so much and I think you're the best ever, I'll do this. And what's interesting, prior to that fight, 
uh, Marciano's brother said to him, and this is the mentality of fighters, like they are killers. He said, oh my God, you're, gonna, you're fighting Joe Lewis. Like, aren't you overwhelmed? Aren't you like, I respect Joe. I love Joe. But he's always like, yeah, but he's Joe Lewis. He's like the great, and Marciano come off and he said, don't you ever question me ever again. I will beat Joe Lewis. I will beat every man who I ever fight. <laughs> you got to. You have and, to have that mentality. And then he proceeded to knock Joe Lewis out of the ring oh. in the fifth round. Yeah. <laughs> so utter so this is the culture of yeah. these and so when I say again that to be the heavyweight champion of the world, you were the toughest some bitch in the entire world and the only person who had carte blanche over you was maybe the president of the United States and if the American public liked you better they listened to you before they listened to the president no, like and the you had concussions. in a wheelchair why are we listening to that guy exactly yeah. so 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 then we get to Marciano retires he's out the game then we get another respectable black by the name of Floyd Patterson he is a light heavyweight who moves up to heavyweight wins the heavyweight championship of the world at 20 youngest person to ever do it then loses the title to a man named Johansson wins the title back so he becomes the first two-time heavyweight champion of the world and Floyd is a respectable good easygoing black guy okay and then the bear Sonny Liston comes along Mm -hmm. Sonny Liston was born in 1930 into abject poverty with an incredibly abusive father um hard life all the way around Mm -hmm. he learned how to box because he was in prison uh he was in the missouri state penitentiary and that's where he learned how to box okay okay so all right so So this this guy's a monster so the man was already fucking people up Mm -hmm. and then he went to prison to learn how to do it properly yeah <laughs> okay do you understand yeah do you understand the context yeah. of yeah, this no no, no. That's, yeah. this, and it's, oh, it's no. not just any it's missouri prison missouri yeah, it's prison bad, that's, so, not, that's, that's not that's not this is this is a guy who when i tell you i mean they called him the bear he was a gigantic looking man and keep in mind realistically he was only like six feet one yeah. uh 200 like 20 some odd pounds but even yeah. looking at a picture of him yeah we That's got let's pull a picture of him right thick. here yeah he's yeah he's thick. a thick guy so i want you guys to understand the context of sonny liston <clears throat> sonny liston was mike tyson before mike tyson okay sonny liston was brutalizing men in a way that people had not seen since a jack johnson but sonny had no uh gift of gab he was not a promoter of any mm. kind he went into the ring and he beat the living hell out of you. Oof. And then he got out of the ring. <laughs> he was, and I'll, I'm going to give you more context. George Foreman was mentored by Sonny Liston. Okay. Mike Tyson has even said, I am from Sonny Liston's class. I am that guy. Sonny Liston was knocking people out with a jab. If you don't yeah. know what jab is, it's a basic straight punch to keep an opponent at bay. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to keep them off balance to set up your other punches. It's yeah. not supposed to knock them out. It's not a yeah. finisher. It's not a finisher. No, no, yeah. No. It's a setup. So <laughs> Sonny Liston comes <laughs> along, and people think that Floyd's going to have like a really good run with the title, and he's yeah. going to do great things, and it's and it's going to be tremendous. And it's just like, oh, we got a good, resp- we got our new Joe Lewis. Yeah. Sonny Liston comes along and Customato, Floyd Patterson's trainer, is like, you cannot beat this man. <laughs> Under no circumstances. He tells him to his face, yeah. you can't beat him. It is impossible for you to beat him. Yeah. You have no chance of beating him. But Floyd, 
being a good man said I have to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> Cuss tried everything he could to make sure this fight did not happen. And that's one thing, that's one thing though, with boxing heavyweight yes. championships, which is crazy, is mm-hmm. that you can kind of choose. Yes. It's not yes, like, like, like for Mrs. P, when we watch wrestling, right? Yeah. When we're watching wrestling, there's that thing where like the owner of the company comes out, like, this fight is going to happen. Or like, there's, mm-hmm. it feels like there's a body, there's an organization, yes. there's win records. When you're watching any other sport, there's a world organization that decides yeah. who can fight for this to the championship. Yeah. It's usually at the end of a season. It's yep. at this playoffs. There's all this different stuff. There isn't that in boxing. No. There is just, there's a guy, yep. there's mm-hmm. a lot of money mm-hmm. and yep. there's another guy. One of them happens to hold a belt. Whoever wins yep. leaves with that belt. Yeah. The setup. I mean, you could actually have a champion arguably mm-hmm. fight somebody with virtually no record. Yes, it ha- it's yeah, it, it happens yep. and it happens. It happens yep. all the time. Mm-hmm. And this is back in the sixties too. Back when you're talking about people fixing fights uh-huh. and setting stuff up, building stats. Yes. So yep. that way you go and you have squash matches yes. where you'd have a world champion go out and beat some guy who. You know, yeah, he works. Where does he work? He works at a truck depot. Exactly. He's won five amateur fights. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, so he's undefeated five and zero. Yeah. Well. He's fighting drug addicts yes. well, in the back of a bar. Yeah. Well, have you done it? It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. You got to make but a it's, it's not the same as being the world champion. Uh-huh. Tell Patterson. that to Jake Paul. Okay. So, and, and keep in mind here. The king of bum fights. So, so <laughs> Floyd understands I got to fight this guy because yeah. I can't be called a coward. Floyd, yeah. Floyd was interesting because a lot of, Floyd was honest about his insecurities, which a lot of fighters are not. He said, yeah. I am afraid of this guy, but I'm not a coward. I can't yeah, be yeah. called a coward. It's a good story. It's a good story. Now, keep in mind, uh, as this is going on, uh, Sonny had been reincarcerated for some time for knocking out a police officer. No big deal. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. In the 60s. In the 60s, this yeah. man knocked, he out, knocked a cop. out a cop. Mm-hmm. And, they, and he was so, like, no, this is my training camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back He's to prison. Like, yeah, my training. yeah, I got to train. I got to train. I got to get better. <laughs> I need to train. I'm feeling, I'm outside. It's very comfortable Wait, do here. do know what state he went to in prison? Oh, I don't know where he went the second time around. It really depends. But his contract, interestingly enough, because a lot of guys had promoters. Well, Sonny was a little distant. It was different. (laughs) Sonny had a contract. And the guy who uh, owned his contract was Frankie Carlo, who was a one-time hitman and a senior member for the Lucchese crime family. (laughs) Perfect. So I need you to also understand that Sonny Liston (laughs) was a heavy. On top of being a boxer, he was muscle for the Italian mob. (laughs) Do do, do, uh, is Is it starting to... Yeah. Are you starting yeah. to see yeah. that that this He was in jail, he was in prison eating well is what this, he said. Yeah. <laughs> this is this he punched a cop in the face and they were like jail and he was like are you sure? Yeah. And they were like I mean, if we go further than jail, we'll die. Yeah, we'll die. <laughs> so 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 he's being paid by the mob to beat people up on the side. Yeah. Yeah. I love and, that. And, and again, and again, they're not using, you know, Sonny's the last. He's final boss. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like they're like, no, Sonny he's not do every going, job. He, no, no, they're not sending him to the corner yeah. store. Yeah. It's they're like, sending, like, listen, this guy has done a bunch of gambling at our illegal place. We want you to go out there and scare the fuck out of him. Yeah. We, we got him in the room over there. Yeah. He's yeah. in the room over there. Hey, Sonny, it's been a while. Yeah. Instead yeah. of going into a cooler <laughs> yeah. and, pu- and punching slabs of beef, yeah. Yeah. you're going to go into this room and you're yes. going to punch this human being. Work on yeah. this man a little bit, yeah. would you please? So the fight is finally set. It lasts two minutes and six seconds. Jesus, long time. A lot of that is just touching, right? Yes. That's like, like all right. Where, where, how, where's the stand? Where's the stand? No, 
Sonny walked him down and proceeded to jab, punch, jab, punch, punch you in the kidney. Now you're covering up the kidney, pop you in the head. Floyd goes down. Damn. Damn. So, and it was, it was a drubbing by every measure because we have to remember the size difference. Floyd was a light heavyweight for all intents and purposes. He's 189 pounds. I'm 189 pounds. So I listen, 225 in the 60s, 225, black and angry. <laughs> Floyd Patterson, nice man. <laughs> Floyd Patterson is a sweet boy. <laughs> Put yeah. it there with literally like the the, the baddest man. There, I, I just started picturing him like a Batman villain, like he was in, like the, he's Bane. Yes. Yeah, like he's yes. Bane. Bane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was born in the uh, darkness. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> yeah, you merely adopted the dark, right? So, yeah. so, <clears throat> but yeah, no, but but once you started describing Tyson as from the Liston school, yes. it started making sense to me because I don't know a lot about boxing. Yeah. But I know some stuff. Yeah, I remember years ago because when I was a kid, that was when Tyson was big, mm-hmm. and I was very young. Yes, and I understood it, but like. My dad wasn't into boxing. We yes. didn't get the pay-per-views, any of those things. But one day, I went on YouTube. And for all the people that Satoya was talking about to the listeners, if you want to take a pause and go and just watch, type in Sonny List and highlights. Yes. Mike Tyson highlights. Yeah. In those highlights, you're going to see men punch in a way that's scarier than you've ever yeah. Like, you think you've seen somebody punch. You may have seen a movie. Yeah. You may have seen a YouTube clip of a McDonald's fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Yeah. The, the amount of force that is held in such a small area. Yep. Mm-hmm. is devastating and that was the thing like with the Mike Tyson ones when I started watching the clips I went oh my god yes yeah this man is a little living weapon yes. to the point where recently Tyson they showed a video of him because Tyson's what like late he's 50s? 50 he's 55 mid 50s yeah mid 50s yeah yeah, yeah. yeah middle he's older he's yep. got gray he's yep. salt pepper they showed him and he was he was standing with somebody and they were training and he was like no no you're not throwing the punch right and the guy who's holding the bag is like are we for real right yeah, now? Yeah. <laughs> and Tyson just throws one punch. Yep. And you watch the man, the man holding the bag. Yeah. Who is not in danger. Yep. His life still flashes <laughs> before his eyes. Yes. He's still just like, oh my God, yes. I just took a Tyson punch. There is a large bag in between him not and Tyson. Enough. Not, not enough. enough. No. Yeah. I this, need a wall. I that need a man, door a lot. That man died that inside. Man, yes. Yeah, literally. That was not he that was not a highlight of his life. That shortened his life. <laughs> yeah. So 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 then um they, you know, because back then, so Liston wins. Liston wins. He becomes heavyweight champion of the world, yeah. and it's a problem because <laughs> oh no, because it's here's here's the issue. When he became heavyweight champion, everybody was like, "I'm good." <laughs> Nobody wants to fight I wanna, him. I don't want to do this. I don't want to. <laughs> I have no interest in this. Oh. There was a there was a British heavyweight champion uh, at the time, and he was like, "I will fight anyone but him." Yeah. Yeah, because they talked about a title unification, and he was of uh, 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 something Cooper, Frank, uh, Frankie Cooper. Yeah, Cooper. yeah. Uh, but um, uh, but he was like Cooper was like I'm not I'm not gonna fight him. And I real, just, and real I quick. love the wait. I just love the idea of like he wins the heavyweight championship, and then all of a sudden like a bunch of uh, people that have been trained their whole lives to be boxers sign up for like community college accounting yep. classes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. just like a few you know guys what? like you know what I'm just gonna join you the army. Yep. Yeah, HVAC. I'm I think gonna, HVAC yeah, is a I'm, good I'm idea. I'm gonna join the army yeah. real fast you know rather what? than fight this man. I, I need to be. I need to become a welder. <laughs> but there's one thing we do need. <laughs> they got to a good men- union. Mm-hmm. The one thing we do need to mention though, because you mentioned title unification, mm-hmm. and again for the listeners. Uh, title unification happens because different organizations mm-hmm. run boxing. Mm-hmm. All of them, each of them will claim that they're the heavyweight champion of the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is you have one organization over here. It's to compare it to video games. Mm-hmm. It's like saying I am the ch- I'm the best video game in the world yes. on PlayStation. Yes. I'm the best video game in the world on Xbox. Yes. I'm the best video game in the world on Nintendo. 
you do cross-platform, and that's when you start to discover, oh, this game's actually, yeah, though, this game's okay mm-hmm. on Xbox, mm-hmm. but it sucks on PlayStation. Yes. And that's the same thing with these championships. So Sonny Liston is, I'm the heavyweight champion uh-huh. of the world, kind of in America. Yes. And then you have a British guy who's like, I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. Yes. In Britain. in Britain. And they're like, okay, we'll put them against each other, and then yeah. you'll be the best heavyweight champion of America and Britain. And just like always, America crushes the British. <laughs> yeah, destroys exactly. <laughs> so, so, the, so I'm sorry, so just to, just to uh, correct myself, the, the British heavyweight champion at that time was Henry Cooper, and Henry, Henry Cooper, Cooper was actually a very, very, very good fighter. Yeah. Uh, and he said, no, thank you. Yeah. He, said, he said, no, thank you. He, he was content to wait. He for whoever like, would will, be, the, I'll wait for the next champion. I'll wait to the next champion. And there were reporters. There was one reporter who said, "Sonny Liston is going to be champion for 125 years. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to he retire. Kno- yeah, he, said, he said he knocks people out with a jab. I don't know what we're discussing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what we're discussing. No, well, yeah. And to, to be fair, I mean, to be fair, yeah, yeah. And this is this also again to remind everyone. <laughs> We didn't know CTE existed yeah, back then. Yeah, we had then. no idea. But the boxers had a pretty good idea. Yeah. They'd see the dudes that got punched a lot in the head. And they called yeah. it punch drunk. Yeah. You know, they said, they're, oh, you're punch drunk. Yeah. Yeah, no, not, he's, yeah. yeah, you're just permanently drunk. And yep. it's like, no, 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 no. He has brain damage. Yes. Yeah. Forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forever. We didn't, we didn't discover, we, we didn't quote, unquote, discover mm-hmm. CTE until this millennium. Yes. <laughs> like this yes. century. This century. Yeah. We're talking about last century. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. And these dudes are getting punched hard in the head. Yes. All the time. All the time. Every All day. For time. for not that much money comparatively. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So and, uh, and then healing it with alcohol. Yes, healing it with <laughs> yeah. alcohol, cocaine, and women, who yeah. they would sometimes beat. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, what? You took the fun out of it. I, I, I'm so sorry. You took these, the fun out of the racial these, connotations of this story of mob violence. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> It was all good until you just brought up more violence. Ah, so violence is fine as long as there's a bell. Exactly. Yeah. Right. There have to. There has to be. And a And you can make money off of it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It always has to be profitable. So uh, interestingly enough, the only person who steps up is the former champion Floyd Patterson, who says, "I have to get my dignity back." All right. Floyd Patterson was show so ashamed he was going out in public, reportedly wearing masks. Like put like massive facial. He was so ashamed of his performance oh, wow. that he oh. said, "I have to get my dignity back." And they had a rematch, and it lasted two minutes and ten seconds. God damn it! <laughs> that's four, that's, that's that's four, four seconds longer. Seconds, yeah, four damn. more seconds. So, so he proceeds. So he, he de- destroys him in the ring. Floyd Patterson continues to fight on, but never really is seen as a viable contender ever again. Now, here's the thing that's most important to note about uh, Sonny Liston. Okay. He was not well liked. He was considered to be a thug and oaf. Um, he was of low class. He wasn't mm-hmm. well read. He was functionally illiterate for all intents and purposes. He was not a popular man. Uh, he was not one of those world champions that the white people liked. They thought of him as an adjacent due to the mob um, mm-hmm. who was a Neanderthal. Black people also felt very similar. He makes us look bad. He was mm-hmm. not a popular man mm-hmm. at all. And it was kind of sad. Only like James Baldwin had sympathy for him because he's like, this is just a black guy trying to exist. Things yeah. are being done to him yeah. and you're mad at him for making a buck yeah. he is look at where he comes from what else was he supposed to do right yeah. so on the flip side of that you have Cassius Marcellus Clay who no, also known as <laughs> Muhammad Ali yeah. now it's important to note that during this time of Sonny Liston battering everyone Cassius Clay goes to the Olympics and wins a gold medal as a light heavyweight so he's not mm-hmm. a heavyweight small guy he also comes from a middle class black family which is to say he's in Louisville Kentucky and his family were workers Mm -hmm. this was back when the the idea of the semi-skilled worker existed so Sonny Liston had a hard life Mm 
Cassius Marcellus Clay began boxing because someone stole his bike and he was a loud, angry boy and he went around everywhere and he started yelling, I'm going to find the boy who took my bike and when I find them, I'm going to beat them up. And a local police officer who ran a boxing gym saw this boy yelling and screaming and he was like, hey, you need a place to take that energy. Yeah, yeah. And he got him into a boxing gym. So let's be I very... I deeply relate to this childhood yeah. character. So yeah. we need to be very clear about Muhammad Ali and how he became a boxer. He didn't need to become a boxer. It wasn't a need like it was for Sonny Liston. Because if Sonny Liston didn't become a boxer, he was going to die very early. Mm-hmm. There yeah. had to be something that then he could go back into society and have some type of value to it, right? Yeah. It wasn't going to... Cassius could have done anything you know he wasn't he wasn't particularly well read he didn't really do well in school didn't particularly care about school because by the time he found boxing he also figured out i'm an exceptional athlete yeah i am very very physically but he he could have been an athlete he could have been an athlete yeah yeah yeah, but within within the the time and the bounds and everything else you're saying i completely understand what you mean Mm -hmm. yeah so so and this is also during a time period where He's starting to see things happen. He goes and, you know, he, he wins, a, you know, the, the, the gold medal and he comes back to America. And there's that famous story of he's an Olympic champion and he's celebrated when he comes home and he tries to go to a, a whites only restaurant and they reject him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's the story of him going to the local bridge and throwing the gold medal off the bridge. Now, I don't know that that happened i think it's a good story yeah. it's a great think, story it's a great story but i don't think you've thrown off no yeah but it's, <laughs> it's literally it's gold a, it's gold i don't yeah. know you sell that shit yeah, dude melt that. it down so yeah. so so muhammad ali cassius clay uh gets you know he gets some uh well, but to be fair let, let he is cash he's cash at, at this, this point time. in time yes, he's cash he has he hasn't changed his yes. name and we'll get into that so he uh you know some some white uh boxing promoters in Louisville, come together because initially Cassius is very well liked. Yeah, he's he's well spoken, he's charismatic, he's very handsome, um, but he's unassuming. You know, he can cut a good promo. He he's doing. They want to build the kid up, so yeah. they come together and they put their money together and they begin to manage him and you know do all the things for him. And he's just he's such a different change of pace because he's very very boastful. He's braggadocious. He yeah. can rhyme. He's got his, his one of his partners there, Bundini Brown, and they're doing song and dance. And and all this other yeah. stuff. So as like Liston is dominating, Cassius is ascending. Yeah. And Cassius is knocking people out. He's having very, I wouldn't say overly exciting fights, but he's just a different type of fighter where you have a, a Sonny Liston who's a bruiser and a batterer. Cassius is very fast. Yeah, and he's a showman. He's a showman. Yeah. He he doesn't really hit hard, but he hits you quick. And he does these dazzling things in the ring. He holds his hands really low, so there's always the threat of danger because he could get hit, but he never gets hit. Yeah, yeah. he can and duck it. He can duck it. He can he, do but, but the the showmanship is a big part for yes. him. And how much he can talk. Exactly. It yeah. is it, there is a reason why Cassius Clay Muhammad Ali clips yes. are in like sampled in so many songs, mm-hmm. yeah, and in so many moments, mm-hmm. the saying "float like a butterfly, sting like a bee." Mm-hmm. We all know what that means, and that came from his brain, mm-hmm. yeah. And he knew exactly how to talk and all of those different things. And he is just a very, very, very entertaining man. Even if you've never watched or seen a single one of his fights, mm-hmm. when you hear the clips, you know it's him. And what's so funny about this, and that it always comes back around, uh, Ali would later say. I watched Gorgeous George on television. I was a professional wrestling <laughs> yep. fan. Yeah. And yep. I saw Gorgeous George talk and I saw his ability to make these people 
feel something. Mm -hmm. So they would pay to yep. see me lose. Yep. Yep. So he literally took because he had a sense of graft about him. He knew yeah. I've got to. Yeah. So he was able to pull that in. And initially it is going great. Yeah. Yeah. And something starts to happen. Um, he he's he has to fight. uh one of the greatest fighters of all time named Archie Moore. Okay. Archie Moore was a longtime reigning light heavyweight champion, moved up to heavyweight, fought Rocky Marciano, actually knocked Rocky Marciano down nice. and gave him nine rounds of hell before Marciano did what he always did, which is knock you out. So <laughs> yeah. Archie Moore at this point is way beyond his prime. But Archie Moore is a revered figure within the black community. He helps out a lot of kids in the boxing gym. What He is the protege of Jack Johnson. Like Jack yeah. Johnson saw him and said, you'll be fine, right? Okay. Like that type of thing. But... You know, it's one of those things when you get older, young kids kind of annoy you. And Archie Moore <laughs> was kind of annoyed by Cassius Clay. Yeah, because he's you know, talking a lot he's of talking shit. Talking a lot. Talks a lot he's of talking shit. Talking a lot yeah. of shit. And so he talks it to the reporters. Yep. He talks to your mama. Yep. He talks to your church. Yep. He talks to the people in line yep. waiting to get in the building. And keep in mind, it's not like he has nice things to say about other fighters. Mm -mm. It's only Cassius Clay, and it's a room of one, right? <laughs> so Archie Moore sits there and says, This kid talks too much. I've got a, I've got a, I've got something for him. They called him the Louisville Lip. That's what they called Cassius. And he said, I've got something called the Lip Buttoner. And this, <laughs> you're gonna button that's that. A, yeah, that's gonna such button. an old man that's, thing we to are, say. Yeah, gonna, I got a lip buttoner right are, here for you. I'm gonna button that lip there, are, Sonny. This is the 1960s. <laughs> yeah. And Cassius then sits there and says, "You're falling in four. In four. In four. In four. Got in four. It. He calls you're it like Babe Ruth. Yep, yep, he just he calls said, a yep, shot. Yep. He said, "You're falling in four. Because of that, because of your insult, I, I had yet seven rounds. I put it seven. I was being respectful. Now you will fall in four. You will fall. And he fell. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> and, he, and he fell. I got to say, there's a thing about cockiness, which has always annoyed me, right? Because yeah. I had a lot of people over the, my years call me cocky. And I'm like, listen, well, that's fine. I'm, cockiness is when you talk shit and you can't, can't back, back it up. up. Yeah. yeah. But when you hear a man do something like that, you're like, all right. Yeah. That's so, all you can really do. All right. What so, am I going to tell him? Yeah, you can't you say, say stop, shit. Stop telling true mm -hmm. prophecies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so he's not particularly graceful in victory on this one. Oh, starts, no shit. And that what? starts to rub people the wrong way. Because mm -hmm. in their minds, you just beat up an old man. Which, yeah. to be fair, <laughs> is true. <laughs> He the beat old up, man started it. He beat up an old man yeah. who probably shouldn't have been fighting. Also, a thing to but know. But my that, old man, though, that the man's in his, like, his 40s. Yeah. yeah, but also we have to keep in mind boxers of that era, and especially black boxers of that era, it was not uncommon to lie about your age. Mm. Because, oh. because, again, you did have state athletic boards that would give off the appearance of care, and you didn't want to make yourself look too old because then you might not be as marketable. So yeah. in all likelihood, there's a chance that you know Archie was older than what he was letting on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is definite evidence that supports that Sonny Liston was older than when he was letting on. Oh, wow. So by the time of 1964, Sonny Liston is listed as 32 years old. It's more likely that he was 40 at the mm -hmm. time of that fight, Okay. to be clear. so And, so, and, and the other thing, too, is to keep in mind as well, is that bo the boxing back then, yeah. they boxed more. They boxed more. They yep. didn't box with the care, with the yes. training. Yep. So you would have times where they were having fights that they were calling sparring matches yep. that was straight up a boxing yep. match. It's an exhibition. It's an no, exhibition, no, no, no. but it wasn't counted in the mm, record. Nope. So you'd see a guy and be like, oh, yeah, he said 50 fights. You're like, except for the 300 he had yes. yep. in the boxing ring yeah. as an old drunk mob yes. member screaming in the corner, I want to watch him hit each other. Jack Johnson. Yeah, yeah a lot of those. Right? A lot of those. So so then, so the, so the tide is kind of getting weird for Clay. And then Clay goes to uh, Britain to fight Henry Cooper. 
Okay. Okay. So, and this is and one of who's been guys, sitting around yes, waiting this whole who's time. Who's been waiting and ducking Sonny Liston? Yeah. So I will not fight this man. And again, Henry said, "I'd fight Clay. I'd fight Patterson. Not fighting that guy. It's not worth it." So Clay goes to Britain mm-hmm. for this fight and he cuts one of the best promos I have ever heard he's in his new ca- he went to he went to London bought himself a Cadillac so he's in the Cadillac <laughs> with his with his brother and the dance and their job and they're doing the whole thing and everything and the, the reporter comes up to him he's like well Cash is good to see you you're looking good as sporting it as they would say are you taking this seriously and then you have Clay's there you know, well, you know I'm not training too hard for this bum Henry Cooper is nothing to me <laughs> this man go over five rounds with me I will not return to the United States for 30 days and that's final (laughs) and he proceeds to get knocked silly in the fourth round (laughs) who does who clay clay gets knocked silly in the fourth because Henry could hit Mm. and Henry was a lefty and that causes problems for most fighters because it throws your timing off yeah and he caught that man in the fourth round and clay dropped like a sack of potatoes and then the bell rang he got knocked out, but back then, the bell saved you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he gets up, walks to his corner, and his corner man, Angelo D- Dundee, is like, oh, he's out. Yeah. He's out of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got to get this. this kid, he's got this, a concussion. If this kid goes back out there, Cooper knocks him out immediately. Yeah. So Dundee, being the crafty, old-timey guy that he is, yeah. he'll spill a little bit of water in the, in the ring, and let me, cut the, let me cut his gloves a little bit so I can buy us some time, because he can't go out there with these jacked-up gloves. I have to redo the gloves. Yeah. So yeah. he redoes the gloves, and he tells, he tells Clay, you're blowing it. <laughs> like, you're, you're blowing it, kid. By this time... Cassius has gotten his faculties back together, yeah. proceeds to go out there and rain hell on Henry Cooper for making him look so bad. He cuts open Cooper's face because Cooper was a, he was a uh, boxer of that time, a, a, a bleeder. He could yeah. bleed really easily. Ugh. So he gets a nasty cut on Cooper's face and the cut's so bad that they have to stop the fight Ugh. in the fifth round. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So he called it again. Yeah. He did it again. How you come back from a like a clear concussion? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're clearly concussed. Yeah, and then you're like, I had to punch this man so much that he bleeds. Yes, like somehow that Some, still comes through. Somehow that it, is crazy and, to because me. Because yeah. again, we have to keep in mind that while all this stuff is happening, Clay is campaigning for a fight with Liston. He is the only one who's seriously campaigning for a fight with Liston, and nobody's taking it seriously. By yeah, the way, I just pulled up a picture of Henry Cooper. That's and an this ugly dude, dude. This guy's got a dude. fucking mug. This that is dude. the most British face yeah. I've ever Ooh, seen. That's a ugly that's, dude. That's, that's a, a lot of forehead a, and this weird is a, shape. Oh my god! There's the picture of them afterwards. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God! So yeah. this is from Henry Cooper's Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, no. This is like it's the picture. Yes. <laughs> he looks. He looks like fucking hamburger meat. Mm-hmm. Henry yeah. Cooper looks like hamburger meat. Mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali looks fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it looks like every picture of Muhammad Ali you <laughs> yeah. ever see in your yeah. life. He's fine. It looks like Muhammad Ali just kind of woke up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, no, it's just you, this is what he looked like after a nap. Yeah. 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 Henry Cooper can't open his eyes no. because one of them is swollen. Shut. He actually has a hood, but he has a towel over his head because yeah. he's trying. Trying to hide. Well, yeah. the blood wasn't stopping. How yeah. fucking beaten he is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So so that happens. And and here's the thing. Okay. People now have to start taking this fight a little seriously. Sonny yeah. Liston didn't think that Cassius Clay was a serious contender at all. Yeah. He didn't think anything of the man. He wasn't particularly impressed by him. He thought he was a loudmouth. He thought he was undersized. He said, I would I would kill him. This yeah. would be murder. Um, you know, uh, 
Cassius Clay wanted the fight so bad, he said, I will fight that man for nothing. He God said, damn. he said, he sat there and said, I'm tired of waiting for this fight. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm nervous. He's got my job. I'm the champ. Yeah. And he has, now he's just beaten the British heavyweight champion. So he has more cachets. Arguments yeah. only getting better yeah, at this yeah. time. So I beat the champ that won't even fight exactly. you. Exactly. So you have to give me this fight. Yeah. So eventually they come to terms to make this fight. And I need to, to stress this point about Cassius Clay. Okay. By this point, so much has happened that Cassius Clay is wildly unpopular. He is seen as a loudmouth. He, God. whereas before he was uh, money hungry and on the take, he is loud. He is boisterous. He talks too much. He should have lost to to one of the fighters. He has an overinflated record. He is not seen as a serious contender. So both Liston and Cassius were wildly unpopular. One reporter from the New York Post said, "This is the most popular fight since Hitler and Stalin." <laughs> 180 Jesus. million Americans rooting for a double knockout. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wait, and all, the thing is, is like, whenever I hear about like Cassius, early Cassius Clay, like all of his promos, I'm in. Yes. And like, uh, you guys know this about me. When we watch wrestling, like, yes. I love a heel. Yes. I love a bombastic yes. heel. Yeah. I like, when you come out and you just talk shit and you're like, just at, like in like MJF, like, yes. I love yes. a bombastic heel. I love the old Miz yeah just talking shit yeah. Yeah. I love it so no, but much but like but, but like it's, Ric Flair learned from Muhammad, mm-hmm. from Muhammad Ali yeah, yeah. Yep. like like all these it's, it's crazy how much they feed back into each other mm-hmm. yeah one point I do want to make for our listeners because you mentioned Gorgeous George earlier yes. um, and we're going to take a break here in a second yep. but just for the listeners for Gorgeous George Gorgeous George was a professional wrestler he was a heel he was a yep. bad guy yep yeah. his character was queer bait yes <laughs> literally no, literally literally he came to the ring yep he had his hair all done up mm-hmm. he wore makeup he wore fancy flat like like you guys are used to like when you when you see someone in a fancy robe yes this was this was a woman's dressing a woman's, gown yes. robe yes. and he came to the ring and he blew kisses at men yep. and then he would win matches <laughs> and these homophobes all over america would lose their fucking mind and the whole time though he did basically rupaul's it's a snatch uh-huh. game snatch, yeah. he would sit there and be like okay you think you can fight me well how are you gonna fight him when those Bitch ass shoes. Yeah. Oh, and it's just like that type of shit. Like his his heel work wasn't I'm gonna crush, I'm gonna no. crush you, I'm gonna snap you. Look how beautiful I am. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the s- most majestic. Sometimes yeah. he would come to the ring with a mirror. Yeah. To look at himself. It's Ric Flair getting out of the yes. the Rolls but, but, Royce with yep, the yes. big but it's, fl- like but all it's that, that shit. but it's it's so much more queer coded. I know yes. I love it. And it's the homophobe and he's just bringing out that homophobia. And so it's so crazy and funny that this is who Muhammad Ali learns yes. from. <laughs> and from a social perspective, we have to yeah. remind everybody that uh Clay at the time he was hated by black and white folk for kind of the same reasons. Yeah. White folk found them to be uppity. Black folk were like, you're making us look bad because yep. they think you're uppity. Yep. So it was this weird situation where this was not really a, like people went to the fight to see someone get killed. Yeah. yeah. And they were, a lot of people were hoping that it would be clay. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. A little, little bump. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? 
Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We're back. I hope you guys enjoyed the break. If you didn't, you can always remember, you can always not have to listen to ads by joining our Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Promania500. Uh, we're recording this at a time when I actually don't know if we have anything special that we've added for the new know. Patreons. Who knows? Who anyway, knows? Let's get back to talking about people hitting each other for money. Yeah. It was, <laughs> this is honestly, I've been loving this, dude. You know what's this, crazy? Story is like, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about boxing. And when I, like, I, I there's certain things I know. But I was thinking, like, the one, there's only, like, one boxer that I've ever, like, known any real information about. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, based around food. Yeah. Have you ever heard of this guy, uh, Leon Donkey from New Jersey? No. There, okay. There is a restaurant in Camden, okay. in the heart of Camden. Okay. So it's not great to get there. Yeah. But this guy was a boxer. His name was, they called him Donkey. Mm. And so you go to this restaurant called Donkey's and they have a cheesesteak there. It's the only thing they serve is one kind of cheesesteak, but it's not like a Philly cheesesteak. It's like, it's on a Kaiser roll with poppy seeds. And then it's got like caramelized shallots on it. It's so weird, but it is very good. And so the only <laughs> thing I've ever known about boxing really is like, oh yeah, you guys want to go over to Camden, go to Donkey's and get donkeys. like three of these yeah, sandwiches yeah, you gotta have hard cte yeah. to come up with yeah, this yeah, sandwich. With that, yeah. that is how many times you've been punched in the face enough times to think that this is a good idea yeah, and, it, and for it to work out it works out uh, i've eaten a lot of those sandwiches back in the day the one thing just because with because you know this whole story does revolve around race mm-hmm. and boxing and fighting and all the different stuff it does remind me of when when mrs p and i lived in south philly mm. and uh it was a time when floyd mayweather yes was fighting conor mcgregor yes now, oh, for yeah. our listeners who don't know Floyd Mayweather, probably one of, one the, of the better one boxers, of the better boxers, yeah. but also one of the the richest boxers yes. to ever live. Yes, mm-hmm. his pay per views generate a lot of money. Uh-huh. He is not he's flashy with the money. He's yeah. not flashy on the mic. Yeah. However, the man he was fighting is Conor McGregor. Bag of shit. Bag of shit. Mm-hmm. I, white Irish guy. Yep. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather's black. Conor McGregor, famous shit talker. Yep. But he was a UFC MMA guy. Mm-hmm. So not a boxer. Yep. But they're going to have a boxing match. Yes. And it was a very big deal. And a lot of people were talking about it. And especially in Philly, when you would be, like, we lived in a, in a mostly black neighborhood. 
I remember my neighbors looked at me. I came home the one day and they're like, who are you rooting for? The Irish guy, right? And I just stopped dead in my yeah. track. I'm rooting for the fucking boxer. Yeah, yeah. They're like, what? I'm like, it's a boxing the match. Boxer, yeah, yeah. Floyd Mayweather's a fucking boxer. You think just because this Irish dude can talk shit, mm-hmm. he he can get hit? Yeah. And then they turned around and proceeded to have one of the most boring fights yep. in the history of boxing. And then, and then in the 10th round, Floyd said, I gave him a show. I'm done with this. I'm going to knock him out. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna and he did, and that's and that's literally what Floyd, Floyd people freak like because Floyd's notorious for this now because that's now as you talked about the exhibition fights that are still like basically fights that's what Floyd does now yeah. and what he did with Connor is if I beat him right away nobody then I, then, then, then nobody watches it they will never watch me do yeah. anything ever again yeah. because it's a waste of money right yep. it's like when Tyson's comeback people didn't like you, you beat up Peter McNeely in ninety seconds like why yeah. would you do so he's like no I'm gonna take him on a ride with me yeah, yeah. and then when it, when it's time I finish him and that's what he does now in all of his exhibition fights he will take them so long as they don't if they don't get crazy on him yeah he'll we'll go we'll go the distance well it's yeah it's like with baseball i one time i've been to two two separate baseball games Mm -hmm. both of which were very important one both pitchers were throwing a no hitter yes throwing a no-no into the ninth inning Mm mm-hmm most boring fucking game mm-hmm. I've ever been in my life. Mm. Statistically speaking, though, this was a very important game until yes. the ninth inning. Yes. And there were the people who cared really fucking cared, but I'm watching people leave. Yeah. Mm. This is one of the greatest exhibitions happening in the history of baseball. Yeah. The other game we were at pretty mm-hmm. recently, yep. the Phillies scored like 15 runs. Yeah. It was 15 to 1. It was Goodness great. And gracious. at a certain point, it was like the second highest scoring baseball game in Phillies history. Yeah. And the thing, nobody fucking left, right? No. Because it just right. kept going mm-hmm. and going. But it well, was there also, was, there was some DJ more... Diesel at the end of that. Yeah, game. Shaq, right. Shaq, Shaq then went on the there. field Shaq and then DJ to contact. Shaq DJed afterwards. Yeah, so. Shaq but it was just one of those things. Like you're <laughs> DJ saying, though, Diesel was there. We had to stay. Yeah, there's a showmanship to it, though. But I'm saying after if if your first game ever was going and seeing two pitchers mm-hmm. and nobody gets a hit. I never want to see baseball again. Exactly. If you go and there's a back and forth or there's a thing, there's a competition to it. It seems like the other guy has a chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody wants to watch a movie. Yeah. That's over. It's it's how long long is the movie? Well, the movie's three hours. Yeah. Uh, The action is in the first 90 seconds. And then you sit there and listen to interviews about what you watch for the first 30 seconds. You're like, oh, that's great. That's yeah. It sounds like a time. Yeah. Uh, Oppenheimer, huh? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, back to cash. Now, tell us more about Barbie. So, right. <laughs> so, you, you, we have to remember that during this time period, because really we're covering, you know, with Liston, I gave you more. Liston kind of goes back a little bit further. But I picked up with Cassius Clay about 1960. I did give you sort of where he came from. He's born in 1942, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So, so he's a relatively young guy at the time of this fight. He wanted to become world heavyweight champion. He wanted to break Floyd Patterson's record uh, by winning the title at 20. He's 22 at this point, so it's not going to happen, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's a huge underdog, right? Now, he's also, 22? There, he's 22 at this time. He's, yeah. a baby. he's a baby. Little baby. So, uh, and he's an eight to one underdog. Now, we also need to know that from a social perspective, the civil rights movement is actively happening mm-hmm. while all this is going on, and it's actively ramping up. And you wouldn't know it based on what we talked about prior to the break, right? Um, Brown versus the Board of Education has already long been passed. Um, now you have Martin Luther King you know, out here doing his thing. You have James Baldwin. You have all these other figures in the so in the civil rights movement that are pushing for reform to give black americans rights and agency within this country and you have uh the 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 world's most dangerous man who's run by the mob 
mm-hmm. and you have a kid from Louisville, Kentucky, who's run by wealthy white dudes from Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Right. Mm. Brown versus the Board of Education didn't save Cassius Clay. It didn't do nothing for Sonny Liston. He was too old. But these reforms are starting to happen. And you have these really influential figures who do understand the importance of having the 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 basically this toughest man in the world sort of on your side. But here's the thing. Sonny Liston is wildly uh, apolitical. Right. Yeah. Um, even though his very life is he's a political figure just by existing. Cassius Clay, on the other hand, grew up kind of in a Christian family household. But he's been seen kicking it with the N.O.I.'s Malcolm X. Oh, no. And the N.O.I. is? The Nation of Islam. Islam. At that time, run by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, a man who was known to bed underage girls, which was why Malcolm eventually left. So if you don't know too much about the Nation of Islam, the Nation of Islam is basically Scientology for black people. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> there, there, that's that is okay. Oh, okay, no. right, everybody take a beat. Oh, everybody no. take a beat. He's not wrong. I know I'm, he's not I, wrong, I, but I was just thinking about the black Israelites. No, no, <laughs> I was no, like, no, but no. no, I know they're not the same. I know, but it's like the science. Oh my! We're not going to go too big into oh, the. Yeah. We're not. Listen, we're not going to go too deep into the big-headed aliens because I don't want. I don't want no smoke with <laughs> NOI people. Listen, listen. They don't listen. Yeah. they don't listen to this. Yeah. But I, I will say to the people, uh, to our listeners. If you want to have a moment, yeah. Google big-headed aliens, yes. <laughs> Nation of Islam. Yes. You are going to be shocked yeah. because, mm-hmm. again, this is one of those things where they give themselves a specific mm-hmm. name, but their connection to what we, we know today yes. and the cultures we know today, very, very different. This yes. is the 1960s. I think the actual Muslim population in the United States was under 1%. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they, they the idea of there being a large uh, Middle Eastern Mm-hmm. Or South Asian or Sunni Muslims, like that's yeah, or really Sunni or Shia Muslims. Yeah, yeah, any yeah, of those, yeah. any of those people being in the United States was very different. Yes. So where these groups come from, very, very different. Yes. So the description mm-hmm. that my good friend just said here, <laughs> this is Scientology, <laughs> is dead on. Yeah. I cannot stress yes. that. Yes. All right. Go ahead. Um. So and and here's the thing. During this time period. Malcolm X has become a very, very prominent figure within the nation of Islam. And when uh, and he comes from a very, very good, honest place about and at this time, he's a separatist. We need to note that uh, NOI was basically a separatist. They wanted, hey, give us parts of like the South and whatever, and we'll do our own thing. They want to be we, their own nation. We want to be our own thing. We understand that for y'all, like integration is not possible. They were not necessarily about that at that time. Mm-hmm. So and it, but but also there's a lot of fracturing that's going on within the nation of Islam as well, because the honorable Elijah Muhammad is a narcissist so he he's getting he's paranoid about mm-hmm. the popularity of Malcolm X because yep. now what Malcolm X is saying to a lot of people it it's kind of tends to go like it's Malcolm X when when the police are roughing up a black dude it's Malcolm X who's going to Brooklyn with yeah. NOI members and all respect to them cuz I've seen them put in work and you don't want them problems but it's Malcolm <laughs> X pulling up to like uh, to you know, to police spots in, in Harlem and Brooklyn with his people being like, we need to see him and we need to make sure sh- we need to make sure that you're not doing anything to him. Yeah, we don't want him killed in a black in a back room. Yes, and the police would fold. So he's the doer. 
Yeah. So he's gaining a lot of popularity, a lot of credibility, yep. and also Cassius is a 22-year-old man. He's feeling very, very disenfranchised yeah. from what he's seeing. Around. He's like, yo, I can't, I can't eat at certain places. I can't do certain types of things. But when I go to Britain... I can be regular. Yeah. I went over to London. I could hang anywhere I wanted to. And that was a very, that was a big thing from World War II, mm-hmm. especially. Yes, especially. That, that was a big thing. Yep. European racism at that time was very different than yes. American racism. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where ours was very, very overt. They had enough time in with it where it's just like, okay, no, I mean, you know, whatever. He was more, they saw him more as a Yankee than yeah. anything else when he went over there. Yeah. yeah. So, he, so he's like, man, this ain't right. When I, when I went to Italy, they wasn't treating me like this. Uh-huh. What is going on when he, in the Olympics we're in Rome at the time, he's like, this isn't right. This is really, really bugging him. Yeah. And he has no sense of identity and in comes Malcolm X, who man with a fantastic story, mm-hmm. who was, you know, who literally was a, was a, was a career criminal. Also probably might have been um, a sex worker um, that information is coming out now the man might have been queer we don't necessarily know um but but a, just an influential figure turned his life around uh became this very very well-read educated p- person while doing time in prison and then rose to a very very high prominent spot in the nation of islam whom was talking to this young man in such a way mm-hmm. that was giving this young man a sense of identity yeah. and if the people disliked cassius clay before the reports of him hanging out with malcolm <laughs> x made him even more unpopular yep. right yeah. so now and he won't talk about it no one's really talking about it they're just friends he's like yep yeah, friends yeah. just talking to this young black man helping him out along his way so now we finally get to the the whole setup of making this fight happen now everybody is sitting there saying cassius clay is going to die now they sit there and said it's gonna last longer than the than the floyd patterson fight because it's gonna go the first three minutes and then he'll die he will have taken so much punishment he will die on the stool and it will be over so literally cassius clay was nervous about fighting this man Make no mistake about it. But the thing about Cassius was Cassius understood since I'm nervous, I need to be crazy. Yeah. I need to act in such a way that is crazy. And Uh. Sonny Liston is a bully. And Sonny Liston, it comes from a place where bullies bully. But what are bullies afraid of? Crazy people. I was gonna say it's like riding a septic bus. Yes, you just gotta be a little extra crazier yep, yep. than the crazy people. Yeah, no, exactly, yeah. exactly. No, that's it's it's the old prison saying yes. too. When you go in, just act nuts. Uh, what are you in crazy. for? Yeah, parking tickets. Well, yes, yeah. You headbutt the strong. So so during the pre-fight weigh-in and the like, a couple days before the fight or a day before the fight, like Sunny is chilling. Yeah, and I think. Clay had made a prediction about when the fight would end. I think he might have said the seventh or the eighth round. Um, and, and Sonny was like, okay, I'll get him out of here in two. And Clay comes in, and Clay's a madman. Clay's a madman. He's yelling. He's screaming. He sits there and says, I predict that someone will die at ringside <laughs> from shock. He is working himself up into such a fervor. They do his uh, blood pressure. It's like 154 over. It's spiked. Yeah. yeah, yeah high yeah. as shit to the point that they're like, we may have to, the fight may need to be canceled. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. man is on it's, the verge of a, having a breakdown. A yes, he's yeah. having a breakdown. And Sonny is like, like Clay is like trying to get over to him, and people are holding him back, and like he's they're doing prop- a pull apart. Yeah, he's well, Sonny's sitting there. Yeah, Sonny's sitting there. I'm saying, but like he's like trying yes. to scramble. It's like a pull yeah. apart. Yeah, yeah. And, and like and, and like he's frothing at the mouth. He's doing all this crazy stuff, and Sonny's like, this motherfucker is crazy. This motherfucker, <laughs> he has come into my training camps. He which he did prior to the he would show up to Sonny Liston's training camps while Sonny's hitting the heavy bag. Like, I'll fight you right now. I'll do it. And then he goes, and Sonny like leans over to hit him and then he would, and Clay would run away. Well, yeah. So, and so Sonny, it's dawning on Sonny. He's been crazy this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he's been, he's been, 
he's been an insane person. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Thought, I thought he was just like a loud mouth. Yeah. No, yeah, he's yeah. loud because he's crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's because he's yes, a Louisville lip. Yes, yes. He's and, a Louisville lip yes. and now he's seeing it for the first yes. time and he probably is also coming from a situation where like he may have seen some clips here yes. and there but he never got the full never story. never really had to see and keep in mind in all likelihood Sonny Liston was 40 years old so now he's a, he's a grown he's man, old man. He's older man yeah. especially of that time period. He has bad shoulders. He's mm. got bursitis in both of his shoulders. Um, He's like his knee is fucking jacked up his back is not doing too great. He groans um, when he gets out of bed yeah, like all of us do now. Yeah, wow, I mean, literally, wow. they were doing experimental stuff on his body that we now do, right? A lot of PT stuff that he was doing. And also, keep in mind, in three years, Sonny Liston had done like four minutes of actual in-ring work. He hadn't fought a lot. Because nobody would fight him. No one would fight him. Yeah. So he's not logging a lot so of he's got, minutes. So he's rusty. So he's rusty and he's feeling very vulnerable and they want him to fight a crazy man. <laughs> They want him, and he's like, <laughs> and he was like, my life every day. It's culminated to this. You want to put me in the ring with this crazy man who's hanging out with the nation of Islam? You want, yeah? Because that now, now he's thinking if, if he doesn't get me, yes, the nation will shoot exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. If I beat him up, then they're gonna kill me. Yep. What type of? So literally, it was wild, but it's crazy. So they separate the two. They put Clay in another room. They do his blood pressure again. Totally normal. Yeah. Totally normal. <laughs> The man put on a performance of a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had to literally work himself up into this fervor. And then this fight was held, uh, I believe, in uh, Miami. And um, they this is in February. It's February 1964. And they get into the ring. And honestly, you look back at it, it was clear who was going to win this fight. Clay is towering over, over Liston. Yeah. Liston wore extra like uh he had a robe on and he had like on like like extra like uh like 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 sheets and stuff like that to make himself look bigger. Oh. Like he, he Clay was just so much bigger than him. Clay was like 6'2 almost 6'3 212 but lean slender arms were long. Yeah. So uh the fight starts and Liston can't find him. Because he's ducking he's him. Just du- he's, so, he's so much quicker. Yeah. So and he's, the, he's, he's, he's like almost 20 years yeah, younger. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's so tall. So the jab, like he, Clay is so long and so quick that that jab that always does something, Clay just does this. Yeah, he just, just like quick lean he's, back. He's, he doesn't he's even lean. duck. He's he just leans. leans. He yeah. does the wrong thing. You never lean away from, from the moving train. Yeah. Because yeah. you get hit eventually. No. no. He just kept doing this the entire time. And then he's realizing he's so much quicker than Liston, he just starts popping him. Boom, 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 boom. Hits him. Boom, boom. And it's the first round, and everyone is in shock because Liston almost got knocked down. Yeah. Like, it was was wild to watch. The announcers were in shock because Clay was boxing his ass. Clay was beating the hell out of this man. Like, people forgot that, like, Clay was a... Good boxer. Clay can like, go. Clay can yeah. go. So it's five rounds of this. And then, or by the fifth round, it's clear that things are not going well. Mm-hmm. So um, there had been reports in the past that if Sonny Liston ever found himself in a bit of trouble during a fight, uh, his uh, his trainers would rub something on his gloves and on his shoulders. So if he got a guy in a clinch, he would rub himself uh, his shoulders into the guy's eye, and the guy wouldn't be able to see. Ooh, like icy hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was reported that he did that to Cleveland Williams, a really, really hard puncher, twice in their two fights. And things were back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. All of a sudden, Cleveland couldn't see. Cleveland got knocked out. So we go to the fifth round. This happens. He gets him, ties him up, puts the whole thing 
in his eyes and Clay can't see. And Sonny Liston starts to go to work. Mm-hmm. And it's rough. Like that fifth round was bad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they go to the corner and Clay said, and again, Clay, Muhammad Ali is a very, he was, a, he was one of the toughest men that ever existed in the boxing ring. But he became that. It wasn't always that. You don't yeah. become the greatest, right? Yeah. He gets in the he gets the goes to the corner. He tells Angelo Dundee, "I can't see. Cut my gloves. I'm out." Angelo Dundee says, "You're what?" He says, "I, I can't see. I'm out." And Angelo was like, "This is for the championship, kid. Yeah. <laughs> You're not out. Are you crazy?" He's like, "I can't see. He blinded me. I can't see." So he's putting like he's, you know basically open your eyes, just dousing his eyes with, with water. water. Yeah. And he says, yeah. "I need you to hang in there. You need to give me six minutes." You have to survive. If you can get through six minutes, your eyes will clear up. I yeah. promise you they will clear up. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yes. How- okay. All right. Yeah. So that's nuts yeah. that his trainer's like, listen, icy hot to the eyes only lasts for seven minutes. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. like that is. Yes. That Everybody is, knows that. That is the crazy. That's some restaurant manager yes. weird shit. Yes. Of, listen, turn the music down and the lights up. They'll yes. leave. Yes, yeah. and in reality, what he was literally saying to him, it's, you know, basically, yeah, that same thing of being like, no, I, it's going to burn, but eventually you'll be able to see. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. enough time's just going to elapse, it's be, still going to hurt. But be blind out there while yeah. a man punches well, you in the yes. face so, for six minutes. Yes, yeah, so the sixth round, it, st- it starts a lot like the, like, it, a lot of, lot of damage, a lot of damage. Yeah. yeah. But Clay's starting to find his range. He's starting to sort of get his wits about him again. So towards the end of that round, he had landed some shots. And keep in mind, Sonny had been getting battered for like four rounds prior yeah. to that. Yeah. So now we and go. Son- and again, Sonny hasn't really boxed in yeah. three years. Yep. There's a big cardio component that yep. goes with this. There's a lot of things that are yes. happening here. Yes, mm-hmm. a lot of things. A lot of stuff play. that's adding up. Uh-huh. And then we go to the seventh round. And Clay unloads on Sonny Liston. Oh. Mm-hmm. Clay, it, like, it, to the point that it looked like Liston was going to go down. And it's that fight and I wish they I think they have it in color now but it's just such a great display of skill and will from both individuals one who hasn't approached his prime one clearly passed his prime so Clay beats beats him real bad in the seventh round so they go back to their corner they go back to for the eighth round and Clay gets up and Sonny refuses to get up he won't get out of the corner he won't get out of the corner they're telling him, hey, they've rung the bell. You've got to go back out there. And he's not moving. And Cassius starts to dance in the corner because if you don't answer the bell, you concede the fight. Yeah. And he's refusing to answer the bell. He's not saying anything. And they call the fight. Cassius Clay, at 22 years old, becomes the heavyweight champion of the world, arguably the legit heavyweight champion of the world as he's just beaten Henry Cooper. And keep in mind, he at that point was the youngest man to win the heavyweight title from the heavyweight champion, whereas Floyd Mm. Patterson had won the heavyweight title in a tournament because Rocky Marciano had retired. So this 22-year-old kid has made history and the people are shocked. 
it's not are like they booing no they're they're not saying anything oh there's just like they're like yeah and, it's and just he, one of those moments where you just saw you just saw something you don't know what you saw Cassius yeah. Clay was an eight to one underdog at that point that was the biggest oh, underdog somebody got that, so rich that had ever been recorded <laughs> in professional sports up to that point and now Clay is on he's on the apron and he's yeah I told you 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 I told all of you and then that's when he that's when he dropped that famous interview. I just whoops and he listen. I turned 22 years old. I must be the greatest. I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty. I'm a bad man. And the interview dude was like, you're not that pretty. He's like, I shook up the world. I shook up the world. I shook up the world. And you, like, Joe Lewis is there. And yes. he's he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like this fucking guy? Yeah. It's the fucking heavyweight shit. Like Joe Lewis, yeah. the greatest of all time. But this is what the fuck? this yeah. shit that's These going young on. kids and literally you pull know, your pants up pull your yeah and and so during the press conference afterward he's like i, I shook up the world it wasn't that good sugar ray leonard was there with him a great middleweight champion of the world they were like you know he was a mentor to ali or to clay at that time and then the wildest thing happens we don't hear too much from sunny kind of just disappears and that night turns into morning Morning turns into day, and Cassius Clay announces to the media that his name is now Cassius X. He has officially joined the Nation of Islam. So now the toughest man in the world mm -hmm. is a part of what is considered by some in America at that particular time to be a known hate group, to be a cult the toughest some bitch in the world is in an active hate group. And his name is now Cassius X. And it is only February <laughs> of 1964. Mm -hmm. So, the world, it kind of like... like Befuddlement is not the word. Yeah, you can hear you can what? hear the silence from us. Yeah. We're both just like, I never heard the Cassius X part. Yeah, yeah. I never knew that. I knew he changes his name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali. Uh -huh. I didn't know there was a middle. It was Cassius X in this league. Yeah. Um. So, and and he he people like it was literally like a what the fuck thing. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Can we strip him? Can we do something? Yeah. What can we do? This Who's going to take it from him? Is, this, Who's going to take it from him? Well, at that point, this send is, somebody in. I want to watch him try. Well, th <laughs> well, that's the thing. At this point, so, and then Sonny comes out with the, "Hey, man, I've been in bad shape," but it doesn't. It's not landing. Yeah. With people, right? It's not landing with people. Now they did eventually have a fight in 1965. The fight there was supposed to be a rematch in 1964, but I believe. Uh, uh, now Cassius X, who by that point, I think a week had gone by, he becomes Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. So so uh, they were supposed to have a rematch in 1965 or 1964. Uh, uh, Sonny had had an excellent training camp. He really got himself into the best shape that he could possibly be in. And then Clay had to, or Ali rather, had to undergo emergency surgery. Yeah. <laughs> like Muhammad, I, yeah, Muhammad Ali Muhammad couldn't Ali, fight. He, he couldn't fight. He had to undergo emergency surgery, so that pushed it back. And yeah. I don't know if you know anything about fighting, but you know if you, if any of you here train in any type of athletic capacity, you know what it's like to overtrain, or when you get yourself to the peak of your training, you can't. Something has to happen, or you just go down. And then you have to try to build yourself back up again. But when you're now a 41 year old fighter of that era, you don't just go down. You fall off a cliff. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So. So Liston's effectively done in that time. But what's most interesting about this is that in, I believe, later that year, 
the year of our Lord and Savior, <laughs> it, July July second, nineteen sixty four. We have what came to be the Civil Rights Act, okay, of nineteen sixty four. Yeah. And this is something that black Americans had really been striving for for a very, very long time. And it's an act to enforce the constitutional right to vote, to confer jurisdiction upon the district courts of the United States of America to provide injunctive relief against discrimination in public accommodations to authorize the attorney general to institute suits to protect constitutional rights in public facilities and public education to extend the commission of civil rights to prevent discrimination in federally assisted programs to establish a commission of equal employment opportunity and other purposes and the bill uh you know it it was a long, long time coming. Yeah. So basically, uh, blacks could vote and such, and mm-hmm. you know, discriminate. They came out and said discrimination bad, discrimination not good. And it took a lot. It took a long that was, time. Yes. Yeah. Now that we're that we're being very high level. Yes. On this. Now, of the two individuals that I brought up, do you think that benefited either of them? Sonny Liston's a felon. Yeah. Sonny can't vote. Mm-hmm. He couldn't vote prior to that. Right. So the ability for him to not be discriminated against was actually impossible. He's already rather disliked. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you look at Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali. Now, what impact would that have on at that time, the most unpopular man in America? Mm -hmm. Sure, maybe he can vote, but then they sit there and say, well, this bill prevents discrimination. Mm-hmm. What you'll find if you go forward in the story of Muhammad Ali, he was actively discriminated against by the United States government. Mm-hmm. He failed a draft test. And they so he was unable to be drafted. They said he was functionally illiterate. Couldn't be tested poorly. He's a liability. He fails the test. Cool. He can't do it. They reclassify him as 1A, and they say he must go serve in, in Vietnam. Vietnam. Yep. Now that's yeah. later. That's, that's about 1967-ish. Mm-hmm. But I think what's so important about the Civil Rights Act is it spoke to a lot of people who would eventually be people like me. It spoke to a certain class of black folk, right? So it spoke to a certain class of black folk. It's, it spoke to a certain group of black folk. It was going to take longer for a bill like that to reach a person like a Sonny Liston, someone who grew up in abject poverty, mm-hmm. right? It was going to take longer for a bill like that to to meet a, a Muhammad Ali, a guy who was thought of to be a part of an active hate group terrorist organization cult, right? So these were, and again, at the time, you could argue Cash Muhammad Ali at that point was probably one of the most free men in the world, certainly the most infamous, yeah. right? So we could go around, but where could he actually go? What could he actually do? And I think that a lot of times in public policy, right, you know, because I do a lot of work in North Philly, right? And I help, I work with people 16 to 24, help them get their GEDs and then learn a trade. There are a lot of social reforms that are being passed that literally do not hit them. Yeah. Yeah. That don't like, don't touch them at all. Mm. And I see it. So it's one of these things that I just, I want people to keep in mind because while you have this incredible social event that's happening that re- on both ends, the Civil Rights Act and, you know, at that time, professional sport, professional boxing, 
those two, I mean, they weren't necessarily interlinked. I think a lot about, there's a Chris Rock joke mm-hmm. from years ago about time machines. Mm-hmm. And he's like, time travel is great. He's like, but mm-hmm. I'm black. I won't go back before 1980. Exactly. Yeah. And I was always like, why 1980? Why not 1970? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, why not? Well, 1960. Okay, I get uh, yeah. that. 1950, anything before that? Okay. Mm-hmm. But it, it really is. It's that 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really, and I'm born in 84. Civil Rights Act was yep. in 64. Yep. And it's not until that 20 years later you really see the difference that it's starting to make. Mm-hmm. And same thing with you. Yep. And you start to see that. And I, I think it was something that got brought up to me recently, Major League Soccer yes. in America, right? So we have the different teams. We have the Philadelphia Union. Yes. Uh, which I actually play. They actually are located in Chester. Yes. They're not actually in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They're in a very low-income, mm-hmm. high-poverty area known as Chester, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Right on the river because the land was cheap. Yes. And they built specific roads so all of the well-to-do white people who like soccer mm-hmm. can drive through Chester and mm-hmm. feel safe to go to the stadium. But one thing that Major League Soccer does a lot is they always say that, oh, you know, we're trying to – soccer brings people out of poverty all around the world. Look at all these poor people who became big soccer stars. Mm-hmm. But then right now Major League Soccer has a deal with Apple Television. Mm-hmm. So if you are at low income, how the fuck are you yeah. even going to see soccer? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, exactly. so there isn't soccer doesn't get played that often mm-hmm. on broadcast TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I want to actually watch American soccer, yes, I have to have a cable package yep. to be able to get ESPN or ESPN two. I have to be able to get this, and this is just to watch it. Just to watch it. I'm yeah. not even talking about the fields I get to play on yes. if I was a poor kid in North yes. Philly because yes. I drive past those fields mm-hmm. and those fields are full of pockmarks. They don't have turf. It nope. is dirt. They don't even have a net for the fucking you can't goal. Play, you can't play on them. Don't play on them. Yeah, you do it. You, 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 fl- there's have needles. There's yeah. needles. There's, there's needles. glass. Yep. There's broken. And yeah. on top of that, and on top of that, you're dealing with an area of of, of systemic violence. That you have a lot of people PTSD running mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you have all these different things. And so when you go back to the era you're talking about in 1964, the <sighs> civil rights movement, it's it's a great milestone uh-huh. and it looks good in a history book, mm-hmm. but it ain't done. Yes. And in, at the time, these, these the, you know, again, Brown versus the Board of Education and, and all these, that was for the future. Even mm-hmm. though the Brown versus the Board, that's in the 50s. Like, no, but this is in the future. The people alive at that time, like, with that, uh, great for my kids and my yeah. kids' kids maybe, mm-hmm. but actively in the moment, I, what I'm, the, I'm already who I am. The owner of the fucking Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. the current yes. owner, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. he was standing in yep. the crowd of white kids yep. keeping the children from going into yeah. that Little Rock school. Yeah, yep. yeah. He was actively protesting against it. And what I you, mean, that's these people are still alive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's they're it's, they're people's grandparents. Yes. So it's, yeah. it's one of those things that when people talk about it being such a, it's an it's a, a I would never go back to the '60s if there was a time travel machine, right? <laughs> I you know where I would go back to 1984. Yeah. I would go back to the year I was born oh. just to get a look at my mama back then, and I come <laughs> right the fuck back here. No, you would just you wouldn't want to go back there just to see Ronald Reagan dominate yeah. that election. Jesus Christ! <laughs> You're right? just like, yeah, he, yo, he about to do some he about shit, to, and they'd be yeah. like, yo, Reagan about to do damage out here, <laughs> damage. I'd go back uh, to 1984 and uh, go to, go to an old school McDonald's with a ball pit and eat a happy meal on a hamburger like relive Mm -hmm. the nostalgia i would do fentanyl free cocaine nice oh shit i didn't even think about that the cocaine was so good back then yeah Yeah. i would do get that escobar cut i would yeah i would go i would go to 1984 just to get a look at my mama i catch a flight to new york Uh i'd go to the clubs back then Mm -hmm. um i'd 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 
I would, oh, gotta I would get tell, some good fits. I gotta get some good fits. Can I you bring would, them back with yes. you? Yes. <laughs> and I would tell them all, you must wear condoms. Yeah. <laughs> like, for like a long yo, time. Yo, no, no, listen, listen. You go back to 1984 and you go, There's. I'm going to tell you two words that are not going to make sense yep. right now. AIDS and crack. Yep. And then you look at them and go, AIDS and crack. Right, yep. Duck both. Duck both of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Duck, Duck AIDS and crack yep. and you'll go far. Also buy stock and apple. Exactly. Right. Yep. <laughs> AIDS, crack, right. apple. Yep. Duck two, Duck buy two. three. Yeah, boom, right there. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be like, there's a crazy man on the street yeah. corner screaming about apples? Mm-hmm. We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he said, everything changes one morning in September. Right. What the right. fuck did right. that mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, that would be about yeah. 12 monkeys. This time portal is like uh, agent of chaos. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> All right. I'm sitting at McDonald's like, remember when we used to get free toys and there was a ball pit? <laughs> yeah, meanwhile I'm sitting next to him like, you can still smoke in here? Right. <laughs> Steal every McDonald's right. ashtray. <laughs> they used to have brown glass mcdonald's ashtrays mm-hmm. yeah and you could smoke next to the playground yeah like that was inside like it was an indoor it was an indoor playground hey being a parent was hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen when mommy's done her newport yep. we gotta go yep yeah <laughs> that's so funny no seatbelts in that car nope. get none. in it <laughs> none you're gonna sit in the station wagon uh-huh. in the back seat that faces the rear yep i don't even want to see your face yep. so you could be choking to death no, nope. that's back when. The- but you know what? If our car gets rear-ended, you are flying face yep. first into the car behind us. I will lose. I will save money. I will lose you, and I will save money. I'll miss you forever. Yeah. But the Ford Escort is king. So we have to- yeah. And our coffee is too hot. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting burns. I like it. We all agree. we're all like 1984. Yeah. Yep. I don't want to come to go back to the year yep. I was born. Yep. Got it. Yeah, you know what? I'd probably go back. I would go buy like a bunch of vintage, not vintage, but like brand new in the box Millennium Falcons that yeah. say Return of the Jedi yeah. on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'd bury them in a cave. <laughs> yes. Find a dry cave. <laughs> yep. Just put a bunch of that stuff aside and be like, I'm going to come back. Listen, these are going to peak right right around the time the first of the Disney Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. When The Force Awakens comes out, yeah. I'm selling you. Now, That's peak. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to flip that into, what does it say here? Dodge coin, dog coin. I'll figure it out. There's a list. There's just a list of things to do. Buy Apple, sell, buy doggy coin, sell before that SNL episode. What the fuck does that even mean? Beware white South Africans. Well, that makes sense in the 80s. Right, exactly. How can that still be a problem? How can that still be a problem? We haven't figured this out yet. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, amazing, yeah. amazing story. That was a great story. An amazing episode. Yeah. Wow. Now, now I want to watch uh, Muhammad Ali movies. I would, I would, I would simply tell y'all if you guys are are interested in in boxing or interested in sort of what Ali looked like, because I think that there is they well, I, well one thing to note one thing to note is the more they had their second fight yes. is more famous yes. Muhammad Ali versus Sonny Liston two yes. The famous image of Muhammad Ali with his arm kind of yeah. curled, screaming at a man who's on the ground. Yes. That is from the second fight. That's from the yeah. second fight. We did not talk about yep. the second fight, uh, but that is famously from that. Yes. You can see the clips online, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but the one that Satoyo mapped out for us, that was Muhammad Ali versus Sonny Liston one, which I did look up, and there is some colorized, yes, there's some colorized uh, video of that yep. on YouTube. I would just suggest that if you can, and I would always tell someone this, watch... Muhammad Ali from 1964 to 1970 Mm -hmm. and in that you will see the best boxer that has ever lived and then watch Muhammad Ali from 1972 
right about till 1978. And you will still see the greatest boxer that has ever lived only because of how much punishment he could endure Mm. and still find ways to win. Whereas the first Ali, no one could touch him. Yeah. Yeah. From that time period when he was champ, that first run of his, I mean. He really does have long arms. I'm looking at, he's got like Phelps arms. Yes. And keep in mind, like, like when he was at light, he was at. If you look at a picture of him when he won the 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 gold medal in Rome, when he was light heavyweight, he's one of the most jacked people I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. So like it's it's an, it's a crazy, and again he is because boxing is inherently a violent sport, but he made it look, he made it look <laughs> beautiful. There's no yeah. other way that I can say it. Yeah. He made that art form look like an art form. Yeah. Yeah. I just pulled up the image. Um, uh yeah, he's it's gigantic. It's of him. I don't know who he's beating. Who he just beat here? He's having his hand raised, but the guy he beat the dog shit oh out of him. Oh my god! That's what's funny though. I the one thing I will say when you have a uh some of these fights from back then. Yeah, guys used to bleed more. Yeah, uh, a lot. They used to let him go a little bit further. They oh, didn't... the refs didn't. The refs were the, the refs were literally just there to count in many yeah. instances. Yeah, and so like when you're looking at some of these images That's of some of these guys, image. yeah. Uh, we so look at much the, taller than them. Well, he's also standing on that box. Remember, it's the pedestal yeah. thing the pedestal, too. John, yeah. Um, but yeah, when you're looking at some of these, it's just some of these guys you're talking about. As I pull them up, and they're just so broken. Uh-huh. And he's standing there just smiling next to them. He broke not, these. Not men. a mark on him. Yeah. Yeah. Like he looks. Like, he looked like he went for a run. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's sweating. Yeah, so, he's just oh, a yeah. little sweaty. Not like a he hard just, one, yeah, like the kind of like Sunday afternoon. Yeah, just four I just and a half. Like get my adrenaline yeah, going. Just, yeah, I mean, got a little four mile running. Yeah. The the other the other thing that is uh, we should note is is uh, for some of our listeners who are be about our age. Um, you know, I don't. I was never, uh, and I was never smart enough in a or not not smart enough cognizant mm-hmm. in a world where the Muhammad Ali talking mm-hmm. and talking shit wasn't from the past. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. because of the damage that was done to him. Yes. So I remember it was the '96 Atlanta Olympics was the famous one of him lighting the torch. Yes, or I guess he was lighting the arrow or yes, whatever that goes yeah. into the thing. But he was his Parkinson's yep. was really bad there and yep. shaking and and everything. And um, it was just it was a rough life for him at the end. Yes, and yep. and honestly, and I'll be honest with you, Muhammad Ali was arguably one or two most recognizable people on the planet, Yeah. right? So he wasn't particularly loved here. He was loved everywhere else. Yeah. yeah. And it was especially only... Especially in Africa. Especially in Africa. Europe yeah. loved him a whole lot. It was only until um, you got to see 96 Parkinson's Ali that America kind of like fully softened and were like, he was great. I think but, it took, but it took him being so fragile for... Yeah. for, yeah. But it was, for I think it was also though due to wrestling as well yes. because he came out, you know, they started doing Superman versus yep. Ali, yep. Uh, you know, the comic books. Yes. There's a bunch of other different things that he does in, in both Hollywood mm-hmm. on film and television mm-hmm. over time mm-hmm. that softens him yes. when he isn't a fighter anymore. Yeah. And yeah. once that happens, once he's not a fighter, people are like, okay. Because the same thing happened with Tyson. Remember, yes. Tyson, people are screaming about, you know, he's a rapist. Mm-hmm. He's all these different things. He's a monster. Mm-hmm. And then he had a cartoon show. Yeah. You yeah. know? Like he had a and cartoon he show that, on Adult he Swim. He was in that uh, the hangover. hangover. The yeah, hangover. he's in the Hangover he's movies. He's got a podcast that's very popular. It, yeah, it was one of those things like once you see, like 
once the, the once the violence stops. Yes, and they get to see you like kind of be humbled in a way because let's let's be clear, like people kind of like, and I'm not gonna lie, like I wasn't one of them. I wanted to see Lennox Lewis knock out Mike Tyson. I thought Mike was wilding at the time. Like, yeah, I like I don't I didn't want to, you know, I never saw Ali fight because it was before my time. I would see it later, but like, yeah, like there were like. There were people felt sympathy for Ali when they knew Ali couldn't do it anymore, and they just saw him yeah. getting hurt. It was also one of those things too. By the end, he has a different manager. Yes, and that manager's clearly using him. Yes, Don King yeah. was clearly in there yeah. for and the Don money. King was a scumbag, son of, bag of, shit. Son of yeah. And maybe a, maybe we'll do a future episode on Don King. Oh, I would love that because he yeah. was a, he's such a so and so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. but yeah. yeah, But we are running out of time, and this has been an awesome episode, and I really do yeah. appreciate you coming all the way out here. Yeah. Um. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you all so much for having get, me. Now that people have heard you, why don't you give your plug one more time okay. of where they can find you online? Well, you guys, once again, can find me on all social media platforms, the TikToks, the Instagrams, the threads, the X, uh, the, the <laughs> Facebook, at Satoyo1, S-E-T-O-I-Y-O-1. If you could follow me on TikTok, I'd really appreciate that because that's the one that I actually do best on. Not nowhere near like Pearlmania, but y'all already know that. But also, you can do that. Also, please download, buy, stream my album, The Foreigner. I will sit there and say this. Uh, side from the famous folks and I've talked to the folks that were there that night and who have seen other specials I genuinely do believe that I put forth one of the better uh, comedy uh, albums of 2022 and Facts. I will stand on that Facts. so if you could buy that I greatly appreciate it yep so yeah. if you're listening to this in 2024 know yeah. that two years ago you missed a really good album so it's your time to catch it's up your yeah. and uh, having been there live and having heard the actual album itself by listening to it while I want to drive one day it does translate very very well yes. yeah. um, so with that we're going to close this episode. Mrs. P, any final thoughts? Uh, no, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.